And here we are, week one of the playoffs are finally here, Boxhead, and it's been a pretty bloody good season, I think. That's been great, yeah. Starting with coaching chaos, or Black Friday as they call it, Black Monday, sorry, with the coaching firings and all the news around that, which is always big business in the NFL. There is nine job openings in the NFL, yeah, but big. one is already gone. Bill Belichick and Robert Kraft, after a mutual parting of ways after the last few seasons, They've moved on straight away with Gerard Mayer, who's obviously been there as a coach for, I think, five years now. Former mm. All-Pro, played for eight years for the Patriots. So clearly there was something there that they saw in terms of the direction they went ahead. Yeah, well, the results obviously didn't impress this season. And then there was chat around his position and quarterback issues. Should he stay on as head coach and not the GM? So it, I guess it just it felt like the right time. Uh, there's never an ideal time, particularly once their form started to slip and, you know, people wanted to make out Dynasty had ended. It was always going to be a hard position. And I guess he's just been left as last man standing in a way, hasn't he? Um, out of that Dynasty, there's not many guys there left that were playing in those successful teams. And yeah. you sort of knew once they left and, you know, you probably had to hit another Brady or get another elite quarterback for things to continue. This is just, uh, you know, natural attrition, really. Uh, It'll be interesting to see what's next for him. I'm hoping he's at the Falcons. That's what I'm hoping. Well, I think probably rightfully as well, the Kraft thing, it's in the family. His son, Jonathan's more than one who's about to step in and run it. Um, You know, Robert Kraft is 82. Bill Belichick, 72. Like you said, those pieces have moved on. I think what people do forget, though, first year out of Brady in the playoffs, like higher picks. They haven't had a low pick until this year. He got GM of the year only two years ago. They made the playoffs with Mac Jones and the guys he spent money on. I know it's gone backwards, but I don't think it's been more so, like I said, on the side of the ball that he's more involved with. Clearly, they need help on offense. That needs to modernize. But from all reports, like they said, they went into a room. They do it every year. They're amicable about what they wanted to do. They've clearly reached a point where it is the right time. It's the highest pick they've had. They've got some young blood in the building they're keen on. I honestly thought they would have considered Vrabel, considering the bonus that he's Showing that he can be successful. I've got, a, I've got a feeling that this was, this was on the move. I, I think it was I already, heard some stuff. I think it was already done by the time Vrabel became available. Well, listening to a few people that have written books around both and been involved with both, they had a few quotes during the year around some stuff with Gerard Mayer yeah. or some subtle Easter eggs that were sort of left behind that may have pointed to the fact that they were grooming him as the successor. So yeah. whether that's just from you know what he's done as a player to a coach and the person that he is, and they're happy to keep it internal. But the big thing here, it seems to be that transition from Bill and Robert to Jonathan and his other family members who are going to take it forward with this younger generation. So mm. um, the big thing is, though, like you said, Bill still wants to coach. So out of all those openings, I think the most ideal situation, we've talked about this before, is if I'm a team, like he's basically going to interview you. You're not going to interview him. But I don't know if I'd be that keen to hand over GM drafting everything else but for him with limited time I look at the Chargers and Herbert and that defence which underperformed with Staley and look what he can do with defence and think that's the best situation for him Mm. the quarterback's already there you don't have to find one he works his magic year in year out on defence there's plenty of people even again this year watching them where they were very very good that nobody's heard of who over deliver so I think that's you know the spot they may not want a 72 year old to come in for a few years they may want somebody going to be longer term yeah. But of all the situations, and that's not so, like you said, the Falcons, anyone else is interested, I'm sure there'll be plenty of teams that have a look at him. But best case for him right now, quarterback ready to go, 
good defensive players. A couple of things cap-wise they have to smooth out, but I'm sure he can certainly fix that side of the ball. They were horrendous. Yeah. And pair that with Herbert, that's that's a, that's a ready-made winner. Yeah. Um, but we'll have to wait and see. Arthur Smith, Falcons, you mentioned it, fired straight after the game on the weekend, three years, seven and ten. Again, you've just linked Belichick to that one. Is that someone you'd be interested in having for a few years? Absolutely. You think yeah. the situation, eighth pick in the draft, like quarterback unanswered, you think he can come in and be successful there? Yeah, I do. Def- I do yeah. Defensively, they've obviously drafted weapons. Defensively, like I said, you can turn that side of the ball very quickly. Where do you think that would go quarterback-wise? I don't know. Because that's probably the hard one. I don't know. Draft. Yeah, I'd probably do both. I'd draft one and I'd, I'd get one on, in free agency. That's what I'd do. Mm. I think but what I quite don't understand with the NFL is if even they're struggling teams, well, they don't just draft two. I, you can talk about your lines. Like I understand your offensive and defensive lines. I, I completely understand the mindset around building, um, building your lines mm. because you can give a quarterback more time. And that's not dissimilar to, you know, our sport, rugby league. If you can give a half more time, they're more effective. But I still think it's it's pointless having lines if you don't have someone there to take advantage of it. And yeah, if I'm the Falcons, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna go out, I'm gonna get one in free agency. So whether that's a, you know, Kirk, Kirk, could be Kirk Cousin, someone like that. And then I'd go and draft one, mate. If I'm one of the struggling teams, I'd be drafting two. Well, looking at... Because I think that they're saying the strike rate is about 25%. Looking at where they landed at pick eight, I think picks... Mate, this, I would have brought back Matt Ryan this year. I, I know people would go, that's crazy, but I, I would have liked to have Matt Ryan and then had um, had him with Ritter. That would have been an ideal situation for me, but yeah, it might have been big salary that they were worried about. I'm not too sure. Well, he's gone into TV. I think he even said that when someone mucked around with him pre-game, someone dropped in. He's like, I don't want to do that anymore. So I think after the Colts experience where he got traded, he was done in his own mind. Um, but free agents, whether unrestricted or restricted this year, like I said, the market, I think the big one for me, and I'm just throwing it out there again, for a lot of teams as a bridge, if you've got weapons right now, I think Baker Mayfield certainly did himself no harm with the way he's played this year. Yeah, no, no, thanks. But... Again, like you're talking Mariota, Tyrod Taylor, Brissett, Tannehill, Darnold, Jameis Winston. Like, it's not easy to get a free agent quarterback. Well, how old is Tannehill now? Tannehill? Well, mm. he'd be in his 30s. Yeah, 35. Because he got drafted in late. Kirk Cousins come out openly and said it's no longer about money. He likes where he is. He's happy. Even they had a big cheesy. So I think him and Minnesota okay, cool. are probably going to come to a more team-friendly deal. So I don't think he's going to be available. Then you look at what's there. Minshew? Yeah, it's not really that impressive though, is it? So... The one I think the other day, it still interests me, and I don't think he's a bad player. Carson Wentz played very well for LA the other day, and I know people want to talk down on what he did. He didn't almost win an MVP by mistake. But you need the right coach. No, thanks. But there's not a whole lot out there. So draft-wise, though, number eight is where they've landed. I think the first three teams all take quarterbacks. I think the Bears are going to move off fields. Proven again in that last game for as much hype as there was you got him, Washington, Patriots all need quarterbacks. Arizona at four don't. Chargers don't. Giants could, but at six, would they? To refresh things, or are they going to stick with Jones? Titans, I don't think Levis is a guaranteed answer, but at seven, can you get somebody you're interested in? Probably not. And they've got problems on their offensive line. It's one of the worst. So they're probably going to get a real off, good offensive lineman there. Um, and Falcons at eight. Yeah. So if you come in at eight and then you're looking at the quarterbacks, probably Williams, May, and Daniels are gone. 
you'd have a chance at Penix, a Bo Nix, or JJ McCarthy. I wouldn't, yeah, I'm, honestly. And again, like, good luck working out who's a, who's a good one and who's not. Like, well, pro pro style sort of player to those three, I'd say it'd be Penix. But again, after watching the other night, like, you know, yeah, people are already questioning that side of things. But I think there's enough tape to show that when he's healthy, he's, he's pretty good. But they were just outgunned, I thought, the other night. So I yeah, can't take everything away from that. I thought Michigan were clearly a better team than Washington. Like. They got destroyed. So that's probably the range you're looking at would be a Penix. Yeah. But, yeah, depends on coach, I guess. Um, Bears, they've come out. They've fired just about every coach on their staff except the head coach, Eva Flus. So it looks like they're going to give him a chance next year with what they've got. Interesting. After what happened. A lot of people are saying they're nuts because apparently the murmurs were that Jim Harbaugh was very interested in going to the Bears if that job came open with the cap space, the money, the draft picks, and the whole situation. Yeah. He'd suit the Bears. So, yeah, they swept everything else. except that type of personality. Mm. Like so, tough-minded, you know. Eberflus gets another year. The Raiders, mm. um, no news yet, but obviously there's candidates there. Do they go with Pierce? Again, Harbaugh's another one linked to them. Don't know if they'd look They're at a Belichick. Pierce interviewed with someone else, though. Interviewed with Tennessee. Yeah, Tennessee. Tennessee's the other one that is the one that everyone's interested in. They can't believe that Vrabel got fired, but obviously the owner's gone with the new GM. Yeah, I, don't, I don't think it was a football decision. I think no. it was a... It was Him a, and the GM aren't aligned. Yeah, it was a personal decision. It was... Mm. But they've... Conflict, a conflict above, you know, like a head office conflict. Yeah, well, they both weren't happy. Leadership conflict. Not, it had nothing to do with his ability to coach. Mm. But they're already saying there's a natural link there with Bobby Slowick, who was involved at the 49ers, who was then the Texans OC this year. So he's up to interview. Still involved right now, but a lot of people are drawing parallels already with the link there, saying that Slowick's on the list and when that comes available, he's uh, a candidate they're very much interested in. Charges, one we know about for weeks. I think, again, for them, Belichick or Harbour would be the two that I'm looking at. I want someone who, again can fix my defence first of all but we also know Harbaugh has been very very good regardless of what quarterback he's had he's shown that at the NFL level yeah um, Washington I think again depending on what you're trying to get in another one that I think Harbaugh is very interested in if you're going to build cap space drafting you've got plenty of good options there with him they've also made a big move already they've got a GM um, they brought in I think Bob Myers and someone else is part of this new ownership group he was with the Golden State Warriors and they've now hired Adam Peters, who's been at the 49ers for the last six years, Broncos previously, and the Patriots all during their Super Bowl runs. So yep. he's now their new GM. Again, that's probably going to have natural links to a couple other guys who are from those coaching trees. Um, but Washington, probably with that new group, like we've said multiple times, Stadium, Money, and Josh Harris, like that's probably going to be a place, if you're looking to build, that they're going to go after those big names. Yeah. Um, Patriots, like we said, spoken for. Probably the other one that was a surprise besides... Vrabel in the last one we've got here was the Seahawks. So Pete Carroll is also another guy who's 72 years old. Clear from his press conference, he still wanted to coach. But they've moved him into an officer advisory role. Mm. So naturally, again, looking around the league, depending what way you want to go, um, there's been a little talk that you know they felt he didn't connect with the group and things got a little bit loose, but they still wanted to have him around. That's not a place I can see a harbour or someone going when you've got him in the front office and they clashed at college. But probably the most natural link out there if they wanted someone who could work with or have some parallels would be Dan Quinn. Yeah. Who's been linked to jobs. Yeah. So those are probably the two big names that like we said, Belichick, Harbaugh, uh, Mayo linked in with the Patriots already. So eight jobs left over. The one I didn't mention because I think they're not going to really have the pick of the lot and they're going to have to give some guarantees is the Carolina Panthers. 
if you're going to that job, you're going to want some security. And with what's happened with the draft picks, Tepper in recent times, firing coaches across all of his businesses, uh, get the feeling they're going to get the, the last pick. So, yeah. interesting to see yeah, what happens lot, there. There's a lot happening. But you're talking about candidates like Brian Callahan from the Bengals, the offensive coordinator, Aaron Glenn and Ben Johnson, both coordinators for the Lions, are going to be linked. I think both the Ravens, Munkin and McDonald, they've been linked with a lot of jobs. So these are the sort of the people. Slowick, who we mentioned, uh, linked to Titans. Kellen Moore, the interim job there, which I've, we've mentioned, like, does he get a look in? Does Pierce get a look in? But a lot of good names out there. And there's a few guys that have had jobs before, like Raheem Morris. Um, they're up and in those interviewing circles. But I think the pieces won't fall until Harbour and Belichick are sort of gone, depending on who they're linked with. Yeah, that's fine. If it was me, if I'm being completely honest, out of all the jobs that are available, I, if I was a coach coming in, I'd like to go to Washington. Yeah. When you've got uh, cap space, draft picks, yeah. new shit, ownership. Shit stadium, no thanks. Oh, it's all heading the opposite direction. It's been sold and like that group's done well everywhere they've bought teams. So they're a successful yeah. group. Um, it's, you know, like I said, a clean slate essentially. And they've traded out cap space. Everything points to being able to have a clean slate. If not, it would be the Bears on the flip. But do you trust a young GM? But if you're going in with good draft situation, good cap space, you pretty much get to shape it in your own image quickly. Mm. And that's probably your best move when you're one of those sort of coaches. But, mm. um, you know, Smith, Reich, Staley, a lot of these guys I think are going to end up being coordinators. They're probably guys that aren't going to get retreaded, but of, of those who are fired, you think that Belichick and Vrabel are the two to get jobs. And I think your McDaniels, your Flores, as they'll link to jobs again, I think they're going to end up being coordinators, not head coaches. Yeah, there's a lot to be played out. So that cycle won't really pick up until post-playoffs, but like we said, the Patriots one's already off the mark, but nine openings. Usually I think the average is six. Mm. So big year and probably the end of an era when you look at it. A lot of 70-plus-year-old coaches there. You've got Andy Reid at 66. There's a few other guys around the league that are going to leave in the next few years. Um, I think Belichick at his club, or in terms of team, I think he was the second longest tenured. I think it's Harbour and Tomlin now. Carroll was 14 years at the Seahawks. Oh, sorry. Yeah, Carroll there. So a bit of a changing the guard in terms of NFL coaching. Yeah. But always a big piece to what's going on in the league. Um, but let's jump in and have a look at... The first week of the playoffs and what ensued, we obviously knew that there were some situations to play out. New Orleans, big win, but to no avail. The wild card, they missed. Seahawks win meant nothing, they missed. Oh, it was a, it was a, the New, New Orleans game was quite, like, Falcons led at half time. Then it just went to shit. Mm. Um, yeah, Tampa Bay. Well, Tampa Bay won. Nine, yeah, nine, Tampa won nine, nine zip. Was, yeah. uh, but they Shit. won. Seahawks, again, had to win for a wild card chance. No dice. Green Bay beat the Bears, locked their spot in. Texans had the win to lock in a wild card against the Colts. And then the Titans did what we thought they would, could possibly do. They upset the Jags. And that reverse result happened last year <clears throat> to knock the Titans out of the playoffs. The Jags get in. They've done it this year to knock them out of the playoffs and it made sure that the Texans not only got a wild card, opened the spot up for the Steelers that we talked about last week, yeah. who won ugly, uh, but found their way in. And they were pretty much the only games that had a lot of relevance. Uh, I guess the only other one was the Bills. The Bills were 6-6, six and six, finished 11-6. and six. Yeah. Five in a row, won the East, going all the way from missing the playoffs potentially to the two seed. So now they get a home run. Um, and the Eagles looking at their situation once Dallas started to win they pulled their starters but it wasn't a great week 
they looked unconvincing again and they got injuries coming into this week. So yeah. that's about the takeaway from their final week. The draft order is settled. A lot of teams, like you said, opportunity there. And probably one of the best things I thought, we talked about the North a lot this year, the AFC North, the first division since 1935 to have every team with a winning record. So you want to talk about tough divisions or winning outside then fighting within. The worst record was the Bengals at 9-8. and eight. It's pretty good when you lose your starting quarterback. Absolutely. So sure. probably more even impressive with what the Browns have done and what the Ravens have done to be the one seed given where they're at and you know trying to get yourself out of that division, let alone win to get into the playoffs full stop. Yeah. But AFC, NFC playoffs, the one seed for AFC as we preview these games is the Ravens. They await either the four, five, six or seven. They're going to play the lowest possible seed. So first up game that we've got here, 2v7. It's the Bills at home in Buffalo versus the Steelers. Uh, this team all year, gritty, but nothing special. They've gone through a bunch of quarterbacks. Rudolph sort of stabilised things. Passer rating's okay, but they've leaned heavily into that run game. It's been Najee and Warren. JJ got injured the other week. They sort of lean on him and their defense, but to be honest, I yeah, think... TJ Ward out. I think they struggle to get their quarterback not sold. I mm. think they'll get destroyed. It's in the snow. I think that suits the way they like to play on the ground, but yeah, I think Buffalo at home, place rocking. Yeah. I find it hard to see him getting a win. Yeah, I reckon there's going to be some weather. Mm. Well, they, weather here and weather in KC, so... They put the call out for snow shovelers again. It's apparently covered. Okay. So it's going to be a ground game. You think the Bills done a good job on that regard? Recently, they're going to have no Gabe Davis. He's been ruled out. Um, but their defence has turned up big the last few yeah. weeks. It's, it's a good game for them to get mm. at home in the playoffs. So I think we both see the Bills advancing yeah. as the two... Uh, Chiefs Dolphins the three versus six it's at KC I think that was a disaster straight away for the Dolphins not playing in warm weather and they're saying it's going to be one of the coldest days I've ever had yeah I actually don't more I think this brings Miami into it a little bit they've got a strong running game two is a good runner of the ball their defence is pretty sound their, their defence has been getting a beat, beaten up a lot in the secondary if if it turns into a run game I think it I still lean Chiefs, obviously, but... Mm. Yeah. Well, that was the only I, hole. I actually... I, yeah, whatever this... I'm not sure what the start is, but... I'd be comfortable taking Miami with the start. Well, the only the hole... Three and a half. Is what you just said. They're number two in the run in the league up against the 27th run defense. But mm. at the same time, their line is very shaky. Yeah, four and a half to start. I'd be... Happily take that. So Pittsburgh Buffalo we missed was four dollars seventy five dollar twenty nine and a half start. Like I wouldn't bet on that game, but I think the Bills win. But Dolphins Houston are, Buffalo. No, we did Houston Buffalo Steelers. We did. Yeah. So they're a dollar twenty favorite nine and a half start. Dolphins are four and a half points two eighty five. Then you got Kansas City a dollar forty five at home. Yeah, I'm taking Miami with a start and back in the under. Or just to have a double back the under in both games. What's the under? 33 and 43. 43 and a half. Yeah, back the under in both games. I think the Chiefs win convincingly. Yeah, see, I don't. I, like, I haven't been impressed, but Dolphins, no Van Ginkle, no Baker, no Chubb, no Xavier Howard. Yeah, when's the last time the Chiefs won convincingly? I get that, yeah. but I think if it's ever going to happen, the circumstances at home here... It's got no receivers. Team that's lost pretty much it's most of their hard front line. To create Tua space. doesn't move. He doesn't play well in outdoors. I just think it's going to be hard to. Yeah, I 
I've got no reason to think Kansas City's offense is going to do anything. But the run, like you said, is the one mismatch. Their run defense, despite being a top five defense overall, is at the back end against you know one of the best ground games. I don't know if Mostert's playing. He's another one under a cloud. I but think he will. Yeah, they've got a lot of injuries as well, the Dolphins, especially on the defensive side. So I think Chiefs at home, I'll be going with the Chiefs. Um, Texans-Browns, the 4v5. I think this is the closest one of all those matchups. They're at home. CJ was excellent last week, but I tend to think up against this defense. No Tank Dell. I think they don't have enough weapons to play yeah, with like, the Browns defense. Like so I think Browns defense is the big factor here. I think they'll isolate Nico. They play a lot of men. Um, you know, Flacco's had a really good connection early with Njoku and Mari. Their play actions on play one, they've had some big plays. I think this is a good learning year for the Texans, but yeah, I think the Browns are definitely playing this one. Yeah. I could also see Flacco turning the ball over. Mm. You know, if if the if Houston can win the turnover battle, I think they'll be right in it. And that's the part I struggle to see. Like he's turned the ball over Australia. in this run. No, Flacco. Flacco yeah. But their defense is up there with the Ravens. Yeah, I get it. Secondary. I just think Stroud's getting better each week. He's going good. So if Dell was available and they had another running back option to sort of boost things, I, yeah, I just think if it's Nico and Singletary and you lean into that, it's not enough. Not this year. Yeah. I think so. Houston's MO's got a bit of force and turnovers. Mm. They're going to need to get something there. So if we go off that basis, uh, Cleveland, they're a dollar seventy four favourite playing away, but it's in a dome. I also think that favours them. If it was outdoor, it'd favour them even more. Um, Houston, 210, two and a half the line. If those matchups work out how we pick them, it would be Ravens-Browns next week at Baltimore and be Bills-Chiefs at Buffalo. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that'd be good. That would be your seeding set up there. NFC, we know 49ers, they're waiting again. The four, five, six, or 7 lowest-ranked seed. 2v7, you've got Cows versus Packers late in the year. Obviously, Love come on pretty strong. They'd be feeling a lot better. They've unearthed a lot of good young receivers. They're the youngest offense in the league, and Aaron Jones certainly brought some balance that they were lacking. Big question is the defense, though. That had some terrible weeks. There was questions around Joe Barry. They're hit and miss. They're secondary, and their front line's got some talent, but they just haven't been able to put it together. They're the seventh seed for a reason. <clears throat> they shouldn't be winning this game, but the Cowboys, we all know what their history looks like. Yep, and Cowboys, one of the worst run games in the league, but they're top five offense, top five defense. They get turnovers. Dak is the best in the league on third down scrambles, and they've got the most, I think, pass yard, uh, passing points and second best passing game. So we know what they're going to lean into. They should be winning. So from that sense of things and the way the secondary's been going for Green Bay, um, I think they win. And they're at home. And this is one of the ones I was going to mention. Two jobs that a lot of people talked about just because of the owners and what they're willing to do in terms of who's available now coaching-wise. A lot of people surmised that if Jerry Jones saw McCarthy lose week one after the season or Philly with the Sirianni stuff get knocked out week one after what happened, that there's a possible situation. Philly would fire Sirianni. Hey, there was a lot of people throwing it out there that the way their ownership group works, they jump off a winner. No way. Or McCar- they both link Belichick to both. I don't think. Jobs. I don't think McCarthy's getting it. So uh, if they lost, and it's yeah, like I understand. I, it, I understand it. I thought it was insane, shocked. but I wouldn't be shocked from the behaviour. But I can't see the Cowboys losing. Chip Kelly's first year was you know playoffs, good record, and then they got off him. Like there's also, been a, there's been a lot of noise with Sirianni and this team. The Eagles yeah. lose to a team that won by three field goals against the worst team in the comp. Yeah, I, yeah, well, I know Philly have been struggling. If if either of those teams, if Dallas or 
Philly lose this weekend, I'd be shocked, genuinely shocked. Mm. Well, we'll both be winning and not comfortably, but while we're on the Cowboys, we're both on the Cowboys. I'm assuming. Yeah, yep. yeah. I think Green Bay could be some good nuisance value uh, offensively. It's yeah, just defense is the one coming with a plan. So, but I, I don't think that's a guarantee for the Cowboys. But yeah, it's definitely on Dak. It has been all year. Uh, Green Bay are three dollars seventy. They've shortened in. They started about four fifty. Seven points you get, and this one I think in the dome fifty and a half is the over under. Uh, yeah, it's this I'm next, always back in the overs. No. This next one I liked as an upset, but I don't really consider an upset the way I, they've been playing. And, and now health wise, I think it's even more likely. So you've got the great storyline: Lions Rams, the trade between two former number one picks. They were had Goff, traded Goff. He's gone over there and been fantastic for the Lions. You've got Stafford who comes over, wins the Super Bowl. The Rams were looking for. They come into the year with not a lot of hope. Start off a bit slower than, you know, they find Puka. Cup gets healthy. They find Kyron Williams in the fifth round. Their ground game's really picked up. He's top five in the league. Uh, they got the worst special teams in the league, though. But then you've got the Lions who have chipped along, but are finding no. ill health at the wrong time. Jamison Williams may not play. Sam Laporta, who's been an absolute steal, may not play. Like well, he's if, out, I think. If they're short yeah. on that side of the ball, they're going to lean into their ground game. I, just, I think this is set up for Detroit <clears throat> I reckon it'll be an absolute ambush I think they'll bash the shit out of the Rams I, you do? yeah I'm back at the Rams I'm not I think you couldn't you could, I wouldn't back the Rams with your money I I just cannot see it mm. I reckon it's just going to be an I emotional day it's That's the first really playoff hope. game ever at that field years, isn't it? 30 years since they won the division for, yeah so it's the first playoff game at that stadium in I'd love nothing however more it's just going to be than to see Goff you walking know, into hell for lead the Rams you know. and I think the Rams have, the Rams have overachieved the Lions have got, the Lions have got more in front of them no yeah. I, I agree I, it's, I it's agree. more the health that's starting to worry me like if you Mate, take the quarter I, out you take Jemison yeah, out I don't know whether they're going to allow it to be a game I hope so but their defense skill based been... I think they're going to turn this into a phys- physical game I hope so and I think they'll bash the hell out of the Rams and that was the one point I was going to make the big thing here for them is the ground game has been the big point of difference happy to be wrong the Lions have got the second best run defense. Yeah. So I couldn't get more. My bet of the weekend would be Detroit. The other way. All right. I wouldn't say it's my bet of the weekend, but I like them as the outsider. Mm. But that well, is... Just my, my gut, I look at that and go... This is the clash. Like, their run game is now... Two and all I'm hearing is... like And like you, everyone saying, oh, Rams, Rams, Rams. I just... I can't see it. I can't I, see like it. Like I said, mine's not on personnel. It's more on I health. reckon Detroit... I, I got a little bit worried with the players getting nicked up and their defense going backwards a little bit. Mm. Mine, mine's on home crowd, the mm. emotion of it, I hope momentum, proving a point, mm. and turning it into an absolute dogfight, physical dogfight. I loved Hard Knocks last year. I love everything about what they've done. I like the way they've drafted. I like their team. I thought they got screwed the other week, which has now turned out to be really more important. They, they, they got screwed got, and also screwed themselves. They would have got the better result, the two seed and a home run, but I thought this is a more dangerous game. Yeah. Who would they have played if that flipped? Green Bay. I'd rather, playing, I'd rather be playing LA than Green I'd Bay. rather play Green Bay. But yeah, we'll see. We'll see. And yeah, I really hope for them that the health doesn't play a factor because I don't think it's a true reflection, but it's not the time you want to well, have health so that's, issues. That's the I game. get that, but that's the point. You don't want to have that's those cool. issues. But yeah, the real clash is those two strengths, run game versus run defense. Their past defense has been pretty average. They've got Nakua. They've got Cup. Um, if they can't get things going on the ground and they get some pressure on Stafford, yeah. I think it'll be a very interesting contest. Yeah, I'll, be t- I'll be back in the unders in that one. I think this is the best story of the week in terms of all the little links to it and of the games. Yeah. You've got to enjoy some of that stuff. I'm not going to give a fuck about that. Um, 
if that case, if we're split on that one, Lions, Rams, that would change the matchups, but we'll figure that out. And then Bucks, Philly, the 4v5. Philly has just absolutely fallen apart. Yeah, on the, the Bucks are horrible, though. The yeah. Bucks are probably... Like, th- there's an argument to be made that the four teams in the NFC South are actually the worst four teams in the NFC. Mm. I think, you know, trying off the, go off the top of my head, there's a few that are, are probably a little bit worse, but I don't know. I think they won. Who? Well, I'd, have about the, I'd have to look at the NFC records again. Mm. Who'd have Arizona? Been? I think Arizona would beat most of those teams. Maybe not New Orleans. Who did you have? You got the Giants, I think, are horrible. You guys were there. Yeah. Washington, so I think, Washington was NFC, like the Bears were NFC. Yeah, Bears are well, Bears beat most of the NFC so, South. But I think, again, Tampa, well achieved over where I thought they'd be during the year. Yeah. I actually don't mind them offensively on the pass side of things. I think Baker, Goldman, Evans, and I think their run are uh, their blitz and their run D in particular. It's another one. I, it, it would shock me if Baker Mayfield is not running around like a headless chalk. Well, I think much the flip the other way. They've struggled with the blitz. They're one of the best blitzing teams in the comp. They're top five in that regard. Who? The Bucks. Yeah, but I'm talking about... Hertz is playing with a busted finger. Devontae's yeah. got a rolled ankle. AJ Brown didn't train today. Yeah, yeah. They've fallen but apart. Tampa but... couldn't score a touchdown against Carolina last Yeah, week. I know. But Baker's been beaten up the last two weeks. Prior to that, I thought he was outstanding. Yeah, I get that. So, But if I'm Philly, I'm I'm going to kill him. I think their home I'm crowd's good. Keeping him in the pocket. Their D-line struggled Philly as well and as the season's gone on. So the only thing I think going the other way is they've got the worst run game in the league, but they haven't relied on that all year. No. So on the flip... Um, the the second worst secondary in the league and it's been very obvious is Philly and they're coming up against one of the better passing teams with Godwin and Evans so yeah, let's see I'm going the Bucks that's ridiculous All right. well we'll see yeah we will but I'd like both those matchups um, they're 235 outsiders as are the Rams Philly and the Lions are both $1.60 mm. but I honestly think I, I've been waiting for Philly to show something last week disturbed me because they rolled out their best to start with and they were down 17 zip it wasn't until yeah. after half they looked and went, well, dead rubber. this is bad in two ways. Not only did we try to win, mm. it was going bad, but we've got injuries yeah. and we didn't need to. Yeah. So they come out and lose this, then Sirianni should be in a bit of trouble. That's what I'm talking about. They've, there's been a lot of noise this week about they're willing to make those moves and they've done it in the past. They've jumped off yeah. with us. They flicked Peterson, they flicked Chip Kelly after a winning season. Yeah, I get it. I, I'm, uh, I'm trusting... Well, I hope for his sake, because I... Way better, way better. They're ruthless, like you said. I think if this goes the way it has been going, he could be out on his ass, so... Um, All right, well, if you flip those results around, then, if we go with your ones with three and five, it would be 49ers Philly, and it would be Cowboys Bucks. No, Cowboys Detroit. Oh, sorry, Cowboys Lions. I'd love to see a replay of that. Yeah. If it goes the way I've got it, you'd have 49ers Rams, so AFC West at yeah. Levi, and you'd have Cowboys Bucks at Dallas. Mate, it'd be the easiest NFC championship you've ever seen in your life. So, you'd have an individual. I'm sure Cowboys and 49ers are cheering for that. Well, I think a divisional game, if they were both divisionals, I'd be happy. 49ers Rams and Cowboys Philly would be good. No, what I'm saying is if the results go your way. Mm. And Cowboys win. I'm going. I'm the flip. Tampa, though. If the AFC goes that way, they're great matchups too. Like any. So what, what does it what does it go if if the result you, you get your results? 
AFC 49ers Rams. Rams. McFay mm. Shanahan again. Oh, cool. That's the divisional game. So the Rams get have to play have to play the Rams to be in the NFC Championship game. Wow. And then Cowboys would play the Bucks at Dallas, or Cowboys would play Philly. And then the 49ers have got to beat Cowboys or Bucks or Cowboys or Philly. Oh please! If 49ers are ever going to get Matt play exactly. the Super Bowl, this is it, mate. This is what we said this weeks ago. Same as Dallas. And it should be Dallas, San Francisco. They've also done a lot of these cap situations where they've been able to push money down. And I, the road. I, I think the Lions are the ones that can just disrupt it. I'd love to think that, but I just worry, like I said, this week with the players that are missing. And, and Philly potentially, but I, I'm like, yeah. No, I I, I'd, I'd be like shocked if they lost this destroyed. week. But I've got no hope uh, for Philly. I think post this week, I've got no hope for Philly. On the flip, if it works out the way we want, I think the AFC matchups are awesome. You've got Ravens, Browns, two epic defenses. Yeah. You've got the ex Ravens quarterback who won a comp. you got a divisional game after everything that happened with Lamar and the Ravens last year to be where they are. <laughs> And then you've got the Bills and Chiefs. Every time Pat Mahomes and Allen have played each other, it's been an epic. Yeah, I, I could not get enough money on San Fran, Baltimore, Super Bowl. Like, yeah, I, I if think... If ever there's two one seeds, you just think, that's, you guys should be playing in the Super Bowl this is year, I think. Yeah, but I think the Ravens have got a window to improve, whereas, like we said, 49ers have sort of missed the last few years. They've pushed in, traded for Chase Young, did some contracts where they've put signing bonuses up front and pushed money down the road. Next year, the pinch starts. So this is really it. Yeah. They have to win. And that's why that Ravens result, I wonder how much they take away from that and cutting up film, just going, all right, we're ready for this if we get back there in the Super Bowl. Yeah. We've seen what we need to see. We take everything we can from that and we're prepared that that's you know, pretty much who we think we're going to be playing against. If anybody else gets in on the other side, I think they'd be much more confident. Yeah. But if it's them and Ravens, that'd be a hell of a game. Great Super Bowl. There you go. So AFC, we're pretty much in agreement. But on the other side, I, th- I think that pretty much sums up what we've said all year. I just think the AFC is a better conference. I think the better top end. Mm. I think it's stronger. The, the NFC, yeah. I'm so twisted on because we talk about these teams and things have been a bit topsy-turvy. Like the Lions had a few disappointing losses late. I don't know, man. The Rams started poor, come good. Chiefs Philly went 10-1 and, one and finished 1-5. Oh. and five. And the Bucks mm. are unhealthy with no run game. So... I think the NFC side, there's a lot more shaky teams than what there is on the AFC side. I, I honestly think the Browns are a genuine threat. I don't think so. I don't know about that. I think they're very strong. I do. I think there's one standout in each, and then the rest, oh, I've got no idea. Hmm. Well, there you go. Week one of the playoffs. Really looking forward to it. I think um, Baltimore will lay the smack on the AFC. Things are winding down, obviously. Six games, four games, two, Six, then one. Four, two, one, yeah. Then we're done. Yeah. So there you go. But first one's tomorrow. Um, Cleveland Browns, Texans, Miami, Dolphins, Chiefs in terms of Australian time. Then Monday, you've got Pittsburgh, Bills, Packers, Cowboys, Rams, Lions. And it wraps up Tuesday with Philly versus Tampa Bay. Uh, Really, really looking forward to it. Fingers crossed it's an outstanding playoff series. And we'll talk to you next week.